welcome to the Christmas Staff Party 2012. This year, we have something special. It is The Secret Log of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Episode 1, which was translated and transcribed from the original coded French by Tim Munro and Nick Cooper back in 1989. Hello. We've been meaning to do this for 20 years. 23, nearly. <laughs> really? Well, no, we didn't know about this, really, did would that be picked up? <laughs> Probably not, really. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> yes. We'll start that again. We can edit For too long, the world has been deceived. Through the series Star Trek and Next Generation, we've all been led to believe that life in the 24th century be one long round of adventure in a disciplined and civilised universe. However, we at Star Begotten... And Staggering Stories. And Staggering Stories. And Flashing Blade. And Flashing Blade. <laughs> are now in possession of documents which shoot to pieces the cosy image of life aboard USS Enterprise. These documents, transported from the 24th century via the now-fabled SB office time warp, cast new light on the crew's relationships and day-to-day life. He thinks I'm going to cut that. Captain's Lock, Stardate 41799.7 A bad day. I had gone to the holodeck to investigate reports that person, or persons unknown, had programmed in a Roman orgy, populated by 53 sex-crazed tashiars smothered in golden syrup. I actually found the damn thing programmed with the Barbara Cartland novel. I suspect Lieutenant Worf may be responsible for this. While I was in there, the bloody computer fucked up again, and I spent the next 17 hours being pursued by a chaste, virginal blonde with moist, quivering lips and a sturdy, broad-chested man with dark gypsy eyes and rough, masculine hands. Eventually rescued by LaForge, he told me the holodeck malfunction had been caused by electrical overload in Data's quarters. I've told Data that if he tries shagging the main socket in his quarters one more time, I will personally see him demoted to latrine duty on the USS Obsolete. Stardate 41800.2 Bloody Q turned up again today. His latest jolly wheeze was to assume the form of a 20th century alleged comedian named Bernard Manning and materialise in front of the Enterprise while we were bobbing along at warp 6. LaForge says it will take at least 37 days to get the dent out of the saucer section. Captain's Lock, Stardate 41801.7 visited the holodeck again. Somebody has programmed it with a Roman orgy populated by 53 sex-grace tashiyas smothered in golden syrup. 
This is disgusting! Spent approximately six hours um, cleaning up the mess. Toilet malfunctioned. It seems that only one loo is now operational, at least that's what Riker said when I caught him sharing a cubicle with Wesley. Stardate 41802.3 Caught Ensign Crusher coming out of the holodeck covered in golden syrup and other suspicious stains. He insists that it was Riker who set up the Roman orgy program. Went to his quarters to sort this out, but he was occupied. I must remind Riker that it is against Starfleet regulations to have sheep in one's quarters. <laughs> Unless, of course, one's an admiral. Captain's Log, Stardate 41803.3 Assembled the whole crew and announced that I did not think it was at all funny to program the holodeck with 53 sex-crazed facsimiles of the ship's security chief. Unfortunately, most of the crew were unaware of this incident until I mentioned it and there was a stampede of all hands towards the holodeck. None of them managed to get in, though, because Lieutenant Yar reached the holodeck ahead of them and locked the door was witnessed leaving five hours later looking rather dishevelled but contented. Ah well, if we put up with the form's address adopted by certain members of the crew... <laughs> Captain's Log, Stardate 41804.7 Starfleet has lost contact with the outpost in Egil 7 and we've been sent to investigate. We found Egil 7 ripped asunder by firestorms and littered with hideously mutilated corpses and people dying in excruciating agony. Asked Joy for her opinion, she said, I detect great pain and suffering. Stupid beta's a tart. She should be a mastermind, that one, honestly. Counselor Deanna Troy, specialist subject of bleeding obvious. Stardate 41805.2. Cue again. He tried the old temptation ploy, the one that failed miserably last time. This time he offered Wesley the chance to lose his virginity with any woman of his choice. Despite the suspicious look of extreme expectation on the face of Lieutenant Yar, Ensign Crusher declined the offer and replied that he loved Commander Riker and wished to stay aboard the Enterprise in order to have his babies. I'm starting to worry about young Wesley, a mega-genius and a Starfleet Academy candidate, yet nobody's taught him elementary biology. Oh, uh, Q went off in a huff. Oh dear. Captain's Log, Stardate 41806.23. Found Wesley and Riker in a cupboard. They said they were familiarising themselves with all aspects of the ship's design. Visited Holodeck. Asked for Dixon Hill, but got Benny Hill instead. And then the doors jammed. Again. Spent 13 hours being chased by leggy blonde women wearing only impractical underwear. And Henry McGee dressed as a traffic warden. Rescued by LaForge, just as Mr. Hill was slapping my head for the 237th time. For some obscure reason, he seemed to find this amusing. Found Riker teaching Ensign Crusher elementary first aid in the turbo lift. they just reached the kiss of life. Wesley seemed commendably keen on this part of his officer's training. Captain's Log, Stardate 41807. Three, I suppose. 
A big day, a tour of inspection by the 130-year-old Starfleet veteran Admiral James T. Kirk, who commanded the Enterprise Cruiser 78 years ago. It was an absolute bloody disaster. Admiral Kirk beamed in with his rocket-propelled commode. For some reason, he wears a tribble on his head. Spent the entire visit desperately trying not to mention this, and glaring at sniggering crew members. Tribble pissed down Kirk's face twice, and he didn't notice. Introduced the Admiral to some of my bridge crew. On meeting Councillor Troy, he accidentally dropped his phaser down the front of her dress, and insisted on retrieving it personally. Five hours later, we began the tour. Started an engineering where I introduced the Admiral to Lieutenant Worf. Kirk flew into a hysterical rage, called Worf a Klingon bastard, and raved about his son for the best part of an hour. How, how, was, how was I supposed to know his son got murdered by Klingons? Christ, it was 58 years ago. You'd think the stupid old git would have got over it by now. Stopped off in the canteen. Admiral Kirk proceeded to eat the Kistari ambassador, who we were supposed to be transporting to Centaur 5. Riker suggests taking a lamb chop to Centaur 5. After all, nobody can tell the difference. In fact, some people say you'd get better conversation out of a lamb chop. Next up, sickbay. I must say, Beverly coped very well with the Admiral's phaser down the blouse track. Showed Kirk around the bridge. He wasn't impressed with data, suggests we get a sexy Vulcan instead. Then demanded to know why female crew members weren't in miniskirts and appeared to be doing non-menial jobs. <laughs> I explained my belief in female equality. Kirk laughed and said all these feminists need is a good shagging. Discussed the Prime Directive, which Kirk says was a lot simpler in his day. Apparently it used to read, Shoot the slimy bastards before they shoot you. Noticing Wesley in his dress uniform, Kirk muttered in my day, men like that were gassed. Unless they were in the command structure, of course. Just as I thought, nothing else could go wrong. Q materialised, dressed as Napoleon. He took one look at Kirk and said, Hey, Picard, who's the ugly old fart with the tribble on his head? Admiral Kirk screamed the place down and jetted off the bridge in a towering rage, saying this was the worst run, most ill-disciplined starship he'd ever set wheels on, and he would personally see me demoted to toilet attendant on the USS Obsolete. Q buggered off before I could have a word with him. That entity has no conception of what is not acceptable behaviour when we have guests. Introduced the Admiral to Tasha. He lost his phaser again. Last heard, he was still in intensive care at Starfleet Medical, and he hasn't regained consciousness. Listening to The Secret Log of Jean Luc Picard, Episode 1, narrated by Siobhan Galachon, a production for Staggering Stories and the Flashing Blade Podcast. McFadden Publishing Production. Oh. Captain Jean Luc Picard will, of course, return in the Christmas staff party 2013.